0: So I have complained before about Colin and my job because we work at the same job. Censoring all the bathroom graffiti—they uh, did it again. <gasps> I know, oh. I know. It's very upsetting because there are some great pieces of artwork in there. Uh, there are many bathrooms at my job, by the way. It's a big place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave me the idea that we should. Every time you go to Jetpack, right, they have that basket of free stickers you can take with every purchase, and I get a sticker every time I go in I have so many Jetpack stickers, and I think I've only used one in my life. I think we need to occupy Censored Workplace with Jetpack stickers.
1: And our stickers.
0: No. No. Too many people know about uh, our show. It's it's not okay. But we can uh, occupy censored workplace with jetpack stickers.
1: If you let me in if you if you find you know, get let me in through the gate at nighttime, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I will be the fall guy.
0: <laughs> bye bye, comic that might cost more than a dime. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Welcome back to the Dime Comic
1: Bros podcast. Uh, this is the final episode of No Nut November. Uh all three of us are actually in the building again, finally, after I died. I have been resurrected.
0: You only died for a week. It was okay. You got over it. Yeah, it was like a cold. Yeah. I came back
2: as a nervous system in the kitchen first. How, how come every time you guys have to leave the show, you die or something? But when I leave, I'm just fucking
0: jerking it off, huh? Same thing. You are Colin, Spencer, the dead one, <laughs> and uh, me, Jacob. Hello. Hi. We're right here. We are here to talk about a lot of things. We have a full docket today. We are going to kick it off, though, with the great, the fantastic, dare I say, incredible movie?
1: (laughs) Please kill me. The Incredibles uh, came out in 2004, produced by Pixar Animation Studios and released by the Walt Disney Company. It is written and directed by Brad, Bradthany Bird. Um,.
0: I think you mean it was directed by Edna Mode. Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, it was. Yeah. And ev- ev- everyone knows this movie, so this isn't exactly uh, a necessary plot synopsis. Uh, the, the, the superheroes do stuff, and then the government says, no more superheroes, that's dumb. And then the superheroes are like, psych, and that's
2: about it.
0: Um, and let me save daddy. This?
1: No. So as the final episode of No, No, November, this is going to be a horny one. This was not planned. But uh, everyone in the room had their first awakening because of Helen Parr. So my apologies in advance. The yes. money's going to pile up quickly.
2: This is actually We're going to try
1: to be respectful. Like,
0: that's going to happen. This was my introduction to superhero anything. This really? was my first superhero anything. Because you were like, what, seven-ish? Ish. Yeah. Somewhere around there. It's too early in the day. I can't math.
1: It's almost noon.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've been waking up at 1230 all week. You were nine-ish. Don't dox me. You were eight-ish, actually.
1: Numbers!
0: Because... Numbers go... I was three. That makes you eight. 21? What's nine plus
1: ten? 21. 21. Anyways, uh, you were saying this was your introduction to superheroes. Yes,
0: and since then, I've read many a comic book. One or two. Because that's how, how numbers work. True. And... Uh, I can't tell you how many times I was like, did the Incredibles steal this or was this stolen
1: from the Incredibles? Oh my gosh.
0: It's true though.
1: You did start in a very weird place in comics anyways. I did. Like, yeah. You started off with like the weirdest, non like new reader friendly crap at it, the worst it time. It was
0: the algorithm that fed me and I was like, this sucks. But anyway, the point is like superheroes getting shut down and the government trying to control them. That's civil war. Uh, So which one came first, ticket or the egg? I don't know, I don't care. But it's like, things like that where I'm reading comics, I'm like, I cried did that too. Uh,
1: this has been hailed as basically the best Fantastic Four movie. And I get the idea because the family unit, a couple of them have similar powers or whatever. But the dynamic is very different because the, the characters and power alignments are entirely off. But this is, I don't know if this was my first Three superhero or anything.
0: Three out of the anything. four characters are the same powers. Uh-huh. Yeah, but
1: they're not they don't have the same relationship to each other. It's not the it's not the same. It's almost the same. It's very similar. Nya, Mole it's Man. just
0: enough so that Pixar can't get sued.
1: Well, yeah. Definitely when in terms
0: of the underminer,
1: it's he's just Mole Man. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I do hope we get to see Mole Man at some point on screen. I like him. Anyway, uh-huh. um, I don't remember if this was like my first superhero or anything, but it was definitely near the beginning. This is one of my formative memories of just existing is this movie, and then yes. watching it in a loop, and then yep. um, he sorry, keeps touching sorry,
0: me. Sorry, Colin. He keeps
1: going like you and this like and then this and then
0: it was an accident. He did not grab your clock.
1: Not yet. No. Um, I remember pretending that like my parents' car was like the Beal and I would like pull the seat back and like you know just yes. back when I had an imagination <laughs> <laughs> before it was stolen from that, me, like a, Colin's foreskin. A naive imagination. True. Um, what? We're going back to the foreskin jokes. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is like. I can't think of anybody between the ages of probably like 30 and 15 that this movie is not like a very early childhood memory. If yeah. you were raised by halfway competent parents. <laughs> mm. Like. Can we talk about music?
0: Oh my gosh. I <laughs> this is one of very few soundtracks I've considered getting. Like, a copy of. Because it's so good. It's so... It's so brassy. I love the brass.
1: It's... This was one of uh, Michael Giacchino's earliest works. I don't think it was his first. But he came into the game fucking, like, full full force and has not let up since. He is still composing some of the best stuff and he's only, like, 40. (laughs) So, I'm with you on that. I like Mm. how well it fits the aesthetic of the movie being set in, like weird retro futurism, like '50s to '70s esque. The brass really fits with that because of how, like, that's what a lot of movie like soundtracks sounded like at the time, and it mixes really well with the more modern like orchestral stuff that he's doing in the background and like the quieter scenes. It's so so good. It slaps. It
0: sounds like superhero mu- music, but it's unique but to it's the incredible. Memorable. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: it's so like I could sing this on any day. Just it's in the back of
0: my head all yeah. the time. Anytime you pull a, a sick 360 no scope you got. Sure, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also the movie I don't remember
1: the the term for it, but you know um it's something that older movies used to do a lot. It's when they time an action with like a sound beat either in the soundtrack or in or yeah and they do that a lot lot in this movie it's like oh there's a there's a term for it it's so good and it's something that we've stopped kind of doing recently because like uh, a lot of musical scores have been kind of toned down to some extent or another and i like that this movie does it but it doesn't overdo it it's Mm -hmm. not like every single moment feels perfectly timed to you know a sound but there's so much of it where like the the music will like reinforce a gag you know like it just it feels like when helen goes balloon mode and then there's like a little musical jingle it's like oh it just it makes for like really memorable moments i was
0: thinking like the the brass is going hard and then stops when the robot goes duh, 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 yeah. and then <laughs> right on beat with the music very nice uh, very
2: cartoony yes <laughs> Love it. but it's
1: so
0: good
2: i want more of Young Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. I would be so down, honestly. That's like that's, my favorite part of the movie, honestly. That's
0: what Incredibles 2 should have done. They yes. should have gone back in time. I would have been very down with that. But we're getting ahead of ourselves.
1: This is true. Um, mm. That I also agree. It's just the way that they frame the opening like 10 minutes of the movie is so Cool. Not because it's like cool, but like I don't, I like it. It's I,
2: I dig it. The I think it's a good introduction to how our characters. Yeah,
1: are. they're really good character-based introductions, and then they just they're just going for it. And also the costumes are dope as shit. I was waiting for they're the costumes. Dynamic. Oh my god, the costumes make me nuts.
0: I didn't realize until uh the very last scene like when it cuts to credits that it zooms in on the eye on their suit and you can see the stitching. Like that's a great detail. I always missed that. But Mm -hmm. the original Mr. Incredible suit. That thing's hot. So good. I also the Elastigirl suit. Well yes. The the
1: the red family ensemble is definitely like anybody can recognize that for sure. But I do I do prefer the older ones. I like the textures more of the very fabricy. Like the color of blue. Uh, yeah, the blue and the black blend really well. Uh, so I, uh, Jacob probably remembers what these are. Um, so in scouts and in various uh, like church events, we had Pinewood Derbies. Like you, yes. you know, you make oh. cars. That's exactly what
2: that was.
0: I had um, a Mr. Incredible Mobile.
1: I, I made it. I also made an Incredible at least I twice. Did. I might be able to find it if I rooted around. I did it once, house. and every
2: other time it was Batmobile. Nice. Every single year, everyone's like, "Oh, Colin, what are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "Marvel <laughs> like, "Nothing's you know changed, huh? And i I'm like, no, nope, shut the fuck up, bitch. I'm making my Bill." You
1: know what I did in 2015? Before, before uh, I learned that the movie was bad. <laughs> what movie was <laughs> I bad? I, mi- uh, I did the Joker's purple Lamborghini. No, it looks horrible, and also it's not even a real purple. It's not a Lamborghini. I like the car. I like the Joker having a retarded purple car. But I, the movie wasn't out yet, so I didn't know that I was embarrassing myself ahead of time.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: like, that was the last one I did, too.
2: <laughs> Anyways, moving on from Toy Cars. The last one I did before we move on
0: was <laughs> well,
2: so you'll never get to know. Moving on. Anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, it was the Wienermobile, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was just You're right. Two pairs of wheels and you put your wiener on it. And oh they were like, my. Colin, you can't ride the car.
1: <laughs> no, the, it's because it wasn't heavy enough they had to screw <coughs> the lead weights into the bottom. Oh my <laughs> fucking <laughs> Wait, you had lead weights?
0: We yeah. always use pennies.
1: Different strokes for different folks.
0: Oh, Colin uses different strokes for sure. <laughs>
1: I don't even know how to fucking he, stroke, dude. He sits on his hand until it's numb so it feels like somebody else.
0: Um <laughs> Yes. He I sits have... in a line with other people and there's like a guy all the way at the front yelling, Strap! 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 Oh my god. Strop. Back
1: to the Incredibles. Um, <laughs> it still impresses me to this day, despite, I, so I like a lot of the current Pixar films. They're not all up my alley, but I really like them. Their current like body animation style, I'm not a huge fan of. They have a, a little bit of a homogenous look going on. The t- yeah. But the technology, like the water stuff and the hair textures are off the charts great. But this movie still holds up despite some like clear technical stuff here and there, mm-hmm. like the, the cityscapes or whatever are really bland and like empty, yeah. but the texture mm. work on the costumes and the eyes and the hair. What? Oh. I just wanted to, because you said eyes and the hair. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> it's, it just, it's so, there is not a single moment where I watch it, I'm like, I am watching someone having computer rigged up fake digital characters and move them around. Like it just feels like I'm watching a live action movie from a different universe where people are like that. You right. know? Mm-hmm. It does look good. So good. Mr. Incredible has no ass though. And that still pisses me off.
0: But even he's when... a walking Dorito. The yeah. muscles
1: have to go somewhere. Yeah, but he, yeah, do some fucking squats, dude. His wife has bigger legs than he does. Like even when he's in peak That's hot man mode. That's not fair. I'm very okay. She chooses
0: her shape and size.
1: Yes, she does.
0: No. That counts. No. For you too. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, it's always bugged me. She looks in the mirror and is like, and it's like you choose to look that way. Well, to be fair, to spec, to spe- I'm gonna hit you. To <laughs> speculate, um, we're really talking about this, boys. But and I'm not the one that started
1: it, Bruins! It's fine. So it, I this is think a good day. what I think is that she, like anybody else, you know, has like her body is designed to do certain things. You know, genes do what they do. But if she wants to change, she can but it's supposed to be like a conscious, or even Yeah, like, she has to like actually like
2: consciously do sh- that. Her body just naturally Right, so like she,
0: she can change her genes. I know. Yes. Uh, no. I don't know about that. That, nah. No. no, she can morph
2: her body. It's not yeah. the like, chemical. That's chemicals. not what I meant. Oh, but I, I, Oh!
1: Um, and then only one other thing on the horny train that I have to say. So, when she stretches, does her skin maintain the same texture and, like, consistency? Or it is she, like... <laughs> <laughs> That counts as one. I'm posing a question. But I can't help but think about it. Because it's like, so does it feel rubbery, or does she just feel like there's more flesh?
2: I'm confused. No, it's just flesh. Why would it be rubbery? It's literally just her body. I don't know, because it goes boing! Well yes, but also it's fictional world. Of course (laughs) it's gonna be like oh my Of course it's just gonna be like normal skin. Uh. It it's just Okay, so it's probably like stretched out skin, but not too stretched out. It's like like if you yeah like
0: like so I, your yeah. right? I know what it's you're doing.
2: I know
1: what you're trying that. to do. You know, there's a lot. There's something stretchy you could have used for that, but you chose not the to.
0: webbing between your fingers. Yeah, that yeah, that. that.
1: Anyways, I have like no complaints about this movie, even to this day. I can. No, this
0: nitpick. Is I is my favorite nitpick. Disney movie.
1: Yeah, like it has I can been for a long nitpick? time. And then there maybe there's a couple of moments in the third act where I'm like this is going on a little bit but like not that's like a fleeting thought and then the robot go burr.
0: Yeah.
2: I love how much they've added into the movie uh, like when you buy the DVD or something cuz like you have the Jack Jack shorts yep. which are fantastic which work within the movie yep. and then you have the like really shitty animated cartoons of Frozone oh, and those were awesome. They're incredible. Back with a really DVDs like shitty had special features yeah, with like really shitty bad guys cuz like all the old old cartoons had shitty bad guys and so also they had an, a commentary the characters did their own commentary I that. on the characters so everything good. was so fictional it was like wow this it's is high so effort. cool yeah it was so much effort they i feel like they used to do so much effort like
0: yeah, they, uh they, they,
2: pixar would make pixar in fake bloopers. yeah they'd they made fake, the
1: fake bloopers yeah yeah like that's
2: yeah. That's just good
1: stuff. I'm I get why they don't do it now cuz especially with how different their at like their technical animation has to be. I get why that's just not really feasible anymore, but that is that was a quintessential Pixar moment when it's like, "Oh, they animated the bloopers of Stinky Pete um trying to get women into Harvey Weinstein's room." I'm glad they edited that one out. That one did not age well. You can clip that out, uh, but I had I to say it. i believe in it. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Yeah, it was like the one blooper from Toy Story 2 that's like, holy shit. So he's like, you know, I like, I can hook you up. And it's like, holy fucking shit. That's, that's not good. Barbie dolls. Anyways, mm. this movie's great.
0: Does he actually say Weinstein love?
1: No, I'm, I'm oh, speaking. It's, it's clearly, yeah, it was a good you know, analogy. hey, I'm an industry professional. Yeah. Why don't you come into my office and we can get you set up? It's like, holy shit. They were. Yeah, exactly. Um, love this movie. This is a good on a rainy day. This is good on a tired day. This is good on a sick day. This is good just with the boys.
0: Good comfort viewing. Good. Yes. Come. I could not oh. believe.
1: You said the come word.
0: Doesn't
2: count. Doesn't mean shit. You know, what? fine. For all the sh- all the coins I've thrown in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. But every one of those coins was valid.
0: We discussed. While viewing this movie, how adult it is? It yeah. shows like shitty family relationships and a shitty marriage and cheating and divorce and like all the things. It's it's really weird because it, it simultaneously cheating?
1: it alludes to it. That's the thing okay. is it no it simu- Let me make my point because I have something on that. It simultaneously alludes to things and it also impl- like just says that like that could be the thing that they're thinking. It does it it. If you pull back, you can view him going on adventures to like feel like a man again as like that is so clearly him cheating and being dishonest with his wife. But if you want to view it in universe, she also was paranoid about that and then was like relieved that he was just being a dickhead and going to go
2: fight robots. Yes, you know, like I I can tell the tension was meant to be like this happens in in family relationships sometimes where the fodder cheats. But, like, in the actual universe, what was happening was, yes, he was just trying to be a man, try to feel like a man again, feel young, and go on adventures. He wasn't cheating. No, but he also all.
1: learned that that was stupid and dumb because it yes. gets them all in trouble. And that's him learning his lesson at the end of the movie is, I need to, like, get help from people. He has his come to Jesus moment, and it's
0: it that. Then they smash the action. I was together. saying more, just like the dinner scene where yeah. they're sitting at just, the table. They're just up How was your day, honey? And yeah, everybody's being shitty with each other, yeah. and it ends in chaos and noise that yeah. like stresses you out as you're watching it because you've been there, you yeah. know it.
1: Yeah, it's—it's it's just because it, I think it's because it's portrayed so. Um, nonchalantly because like Pixar has been doing like they still do that with other things they like all of their movies are like this but they used to do it a lot more chill about it in yeah. a sense it was because the movie was covered in it they like just ran with it like this movie has so many layers if you want to dissect it but like you really don't have to because if you are like a 10 year old kid you can just watch it But if you want to, like, get into... Right, we all did. Or if you want to be like me and be like, so I'm going to read into all the clear socioeconomic parallels being made between X, Y, and Z. But you can do that. What? Because the movie clearly has more going on, but it doesn't require you to necessarily pick up on that to understand what the movie's doing, you know? Well, speaking of socioeconomic things- Oh yeah, let's go, baby! Uh, We also watched uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. The race war.
0: I was talking about Andor, you asshole.
1: Wow. Well, this episode's gonna be all out of order (laughs) anyway. I
0: was kidding.
1: Um, Yeah, so we all got to the theater. Sadly, we did not go together, um, but we finally... I went with a patron. You did. uh, Colin went with our patron, Jeff Florence, because I guess they're dating now or whatever. Yeah, we're best friends. Uh, The movie picks up shortly after... Brain, where did you go? No. So the movie opens up with um, T'Challa being sick with an undisclosed illness, and then him passing, and then the fallout of that, and all the... Associated stuff, and then in the middle of that, uh, 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 the Fire Nation attack. <laughs> um, what? Let me make an a joke.
0: A character-centric Marvel crawl again. I love it.
1: That was great. So that's the thing I wanted to before getting into any of the actual stuff, which I'm sure we might disagree on. The general, the thing with this movie that I was really paranoid about is I didn't. I could go either way. I understand why people wanted to recast the character, but I also understand why, if the cast and the writer and director said, "Hey, we do have a story we could do about this," because like he was our friend as well, because Chadwick Boseman passed, and they wanted to like honor him in a very unique way. I was split on which one would be a good idea. You know, I'm not a great person like that, so whatever. But I honestly think that they pulled it off a lot better than I was expecting it to. They were very respectful of the character and the person, but they didn't. It didn't feel slapdash. The movie clearly was rewritten. Like the the there are two con, there, there are two conflicting stories going on, and there's like clearly remnants from the original script that included T'Challa in it. But like the best parts of this movie are all the quiet stuff surrounding the death of a king, and I freaking loved that. Mm. I was really impressed. They made me like Shuri as a character on screen, which I haven't been liking her very much because she's written inconsistently. I liked her in Black Panther. I did not like her in Infinity War, and Endgame was like, yee. And she's had some outside-of-script shenanigans going on, so I wasn't sure if they were going to double down on using this uh, actress, but she did really well with this movie.
0: So... 3D printing go...
2: Yes... (laughs) I, um, I am one of those people that wish that they just recasted him, but at the same time I, hmm? oof, yes, um, I wish they just recasted him. But at the same time, I understand that he wasn't just another actor to these directors and people that were working on this movie. Like everyone had like an actual relationship, right? And they had like uh, actual feelings towards this human being that was actually that was. They're friends, and so like I understand right. why they go. They they went forward with yeah. what they did. I mean, the end and, screen,
1: the little in memoriam thing, was it? It didn't, you know, it was to our friend.
2: Yes. You know, the little cherry on top. Yes. It, it definitely feels like that's like the vibe. Yes. Um, but I do think that they did pretty well for what was going on. Like I, I think the story was pretty good. I think I followed everything really well, and it was a little, very enjoyable. I think the mo- the thing I loved the most about this movie was um getting to see Little I, I can't Clappy Wings on Feet. Yes, but also like the, I'm gonna call it Atlantis because I it's can't remember how Talukon. to say it. Yeah, Talu Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: I uh agree. the capital the city. I, I love that. Also, like it just looked very unique for a superhero. Like it didn't look too grandiose. That's the thing. It didn't look too grandiose. They looked like they were like it was still big. It wasn't tons of lights, but it's still like, this is our like country. This is just yeah. our home it's... that we are all connected in and as family. And also that, like, I brought the sun to my people. I'm like, whoa, this is some mythology shit that's so cool.
1: I think that's the thing that I, I, I had some trust that it would work out well. I think it's the, one of the smartest decisions this movie made was... Not trying to do a direct version of Atlantis from the comics because it will just draw Aquaman parallels. yes. instead, it keeps the spirit of what it is and a lot of the technical stuff, but it changes it. and it also makes a much richer world. This is instead of it being Atlantis, a fake place in a fake non-country with a really weird, like there's nothing atlantis in in DC and Marvel in the comics is just kind of like generic, which is fine. Yes, but it is. it's they decided to go with a specific culture and and infuse that into it with like I think that's the a best way of, to make as, like, yeah it's really cool it's,
0: and it's
1: similar to what they did with Wakanda and instead of it just being like futurism like they did like Afrofuturism and mm-hmm. it works really well and the fact that there's like both parts of the conflict feel equally developed and like invested in by the filmmakers is really really cool.
0: It was Here's- cool that it was a Peruvian colony or like lost. Peruvian it's, um, civilization.
1: Yeah, it's um, it it, it's just, in like, case, it it sorry, Aztec stuff in general. It's like southern of America
0: history yeah. that dropped off and fell into ocean and yeah. lost time or whatever. So it yeah, very cool. Uh, I like
2: that there were just like a small sect of people that became big. They yeah. weren't just already like a sunken city. That yeah. was nice as well. It it made <laughs> it feel less um.
1: The MCU in particular has been having this problem for a while now, which I think everyone's getting a little tired of. Is the so actually there were a bajillion heroes before Iron Man, and also we have another lost like whatever, like another non-government organization that's hiding in the shadows. It's like this didn't feel like oh my gosh, there's an entire other massive country. It's a small group of like it's big, but it's not like it's not even a quarter of the size of Wakanda. It's still pretty small by comparison. Yes,
2: I. But the thing, the reason what makes them so powerful too, were like. I think it how do I say this? They're so worried about like their city being taken over, but like they he's literally said Namor has literally said that like anyone who tries to go under without like a suit or anything, like they're gonna get crushed by like the pressure of the CM like why are you so scared about people coming? It's it will it it's gonna be so difficult for them to
1: actually do that. I think that was the thing that really put the nail in the not the nail in the coffin in a bad way, but in the good way for me, was I like this, I like how they utilized Namor and how they adapted his character and how well he mm-hmm. works in this movie. About as on tier with Killmonger-ish. They're very, they're different, but they have a lot of similarities. And mm-hmm. I think, obviously, they were very conscious of that because they are, go over very similar issues. And they're in relations to different characters. They didn't just do a retread of Killmonger, but for Shuri, it's different, but it has tinges of what came before. <clears> and <throat> that worked really well for me. I wanna see I wanna rewatch Black Panther again because I forgot how much I liked Killmonger. Killmonger is so good. I it's did really cool. I was I was hoping we would get um a cameo from uh Michael B. Jordan and his scene was like a showstopper. I loved that. Theater.
2: I love that like out of all the her relatives that she saw it was him.
1: I that was the thing that I when they did that, that was when I realized I have bought into Shuri's arc and this movie mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like in. I wasn't earlier in the movie I was a little hesitant because Um, the way that she's like directed and the way that the actress plays it like she expresses her rage in a very different way than what I'm used to so it's hard it's a little bit harder to relate to and like understand just because different people are different and once they get to that point how does she express her rage just to follow you so you can cut this out but like uh, the the quiet simmering rage of black women is like a very strong thing (laughs) like it's just it's the way that they express themselves is very different because of like a whole bunch of stuff but, like, she doesn't, she's been socialized in a way to, like, not be that over the top. Like, even though they're in a very kind of progressive country, they're also a monarchy, uh, which is bad and cringe. Uh, like, so there's still a lot of social expectations and stuff. And because she is basically, by their terms, an atheist, she mm. and because she's so buried in the science of stuff, she is so kind of disconnected from other people. And from her relatives, uh, other than T'Challa, who's no longer there. Okay, I think she'd actually
2: keep some of that in. Yeah, because take it to it out. because I I th- the reason why I asked you about that is because I disagree with you. Not disagree, um, I don't I, I don't relate in the same way it, that you do about this because. That like quiet simmering, like yeah. being disconnected from like the people. I, that I, is something I very much like right. dig into. I know, I know you're yeah. not saying that you don't. No, I know. I, but like, I bury that I think that's what I hate to say it, but I like Shuri now. Yeah. And I know for like a couple of like recordings ago, I'm a, I'm so happy. Um, a couple of recordings. No, no I'm I do kidding, not see it like that at all. She reminds me of Emma now, my oh cousin. My I can see that. <clears throat> but like I, I, I very hold on. You're stealing the spotlight. This whole like topic right now. I really enjoyed her character now because of the quiet, like simmering rage, like that you said, and the feeling of being disconnected and like not knowing for sure if this whole religion is real or not. It it, it can be so disheartening, and like you see everyone. Like they're all doing the right tradition, they're all doing the right things, the right steps to get to the right places, but and everyone's feeling these things, but you're not. Like that—that's how she's feeling, and like I relate a lot, which was very scary to see in a character I don't like. And then while watching this movie, I'm like, shit, is she getting like an Ahsoka like arc that like people don't like her? And yeah. now she's getting better. I'm digging it. That's, I
1: really like her as the Black Panther now. Yeah, that was the linchpin for me when I, it, it's two thirds of the way through the movie when they hit the point where it's like, oh, so she went in with vengeance in her heart. She is yeah. not in a good place, and no. that's why she's not going to be the queen. She's gonna be the Black Panther, but like yes. Also, my boy Mbaku is gonna be king. I'm so that be sick. I'm so happy about. I that. love that. Um, I love that he came. I come to
2: challenge them. <laughs> their dynamic
1: is great, despite how little screen time it gets.
2: Mm. It just the thing. Um, I do like their dynamic a lot. It's, it's really good.
1: It seems like like uh, an older brother. Kind of. Up and it's hanging like out. your older brother's bestie, but like your older brother died. Kind of. Kind it's kind a of, weird. Yeah. It's a weird relationship, and I like that. the The age gap makes it work really well. Yeah. Um. But that was the thing with her, was as the movie's going on, I'm like, I get what they're trying to make me feel. I'm not 100% there, but they're definitely doing, like, the legwork. And then they hit the point where she's like, she's going sicko mode, (laughs) and she's going in with the wrong intentions, and she doesn't put on, I know, suit symbology, she doesn't put on the simple black and silver one, she puts on the one that looks like Killmonger's suit. And I was like, all right, I'm down. I see what they're yes, doing, and yes. then th- the conflict is resolved by the end of the third act. But it doesn't feel like they just pulled out like a, a redemption arc out of nowhere because she doesn't do anything hyper questionable yet, yes. and they also don't try to redeem Namor or be weird about that. Like, no, they they maintain his job. villainy, but he's understandable. It's not, and they left him alive so we can reuse
0: him. Oh, yes, yeah. thank God.
2: I was so scared. I was so scared they're gonna kill him. No, there's no way. Um, I, I just. Yeah. That, that
0: Fantastic for baby, Yeah, Let's Namor, go. Namor
2: is really good in this. But like, uh, hold so, on, I, oh. One character that did not need to be in this movie at all, Ironheart, literally she did nothing for the entire movie except for be this scientist. She she was a human
1: MacGuffin, but I did like her though. Um, I don't I like this not. suit, which I'm glad that they got rid of this suit, she's, just, she's gonna have to make another one. The for reason the why
0: I was dumb. Oh, for sure. But hey, you can't have this because you have your own TV show coming up. We gotta keep this.
2: You can't have this because it has um, budget. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I get what you mean.
1: But uh so Riri Williams in the comics is kind of uh mid most of the time. She's not great. Um, she's not abysmal like some mm-hmm. people like going on about. But like I like I liked watching her in this. I agree she's very much definitely like Okay, so we need to set up another character for something else for later, but it doesn't—it doesn't take over the movie for me. At least it doesn't feel like it. It certainly takes some attention away and some screen time, duh. But like, I didn't not enjoy it.
0: I, I liked their felt like their uh, chemistry. A heartless uh, inclusion, uh, like a. That a cameo but pretty close like a cheap cameo. See that's what I, I would guess. say more so
1: about the stuff with uh Ross and um oh what's her name the yeah, mean new lady new mean lady who I love that that's his ex-wife. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's his uh, ex-wife? That's, yes.
0: Yeah. That was
1: funny. Uh that's his ex-wife. Um, Damn. So Damn, he got the, some. On the one hand, I really like their chemistry, the
2: handcuffs too. Yes. Damn.
1: Um I really like their chemistry and yeah. I understand why general MCU world-building, they kind of needed to include stuff like that because it's clearly... That's world-building for other projects. I get that. It could have very much so been reduced out of the movie, though. No. Um, like I'm not going to complain too much about it because I really, like... Um, brain... Brain... Martin Freeman. Um, like, it was... <laughs> It felt like a good 10 minutes of footage where it's like, I get you wrote that this was necessary, but you probably could have found a way to do it without keeping it a little bit more contained to Wakanda. Uh-huh. Because that's the stuff in the movie that feels the most thought out and like um, high effort is the quieter stuff, the, the ceremonies yeah. and the conversations and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you could have pulled it in a little bit closer, but that's the thing with the third act that I did not expect, honestly, is so, you know, at the, the middle of the movie... <laughs> The hour-and-a-half point, basically, where the, you know, uh, they... Uh, Namor goes sicko mode yes, on yes. the Wakandan capital, um, which feels like a third-act battle a little bit, and then, you know, the movie shifts over and whatever. I like that the third-act battle, well, yes, a big CGI fest. One, it was pretty solid. And then mm-hmm. two...
2: Yeah, gonna, not people kept taking off their masks too much. That was annoying.
1: The, uh, not necessarily in terms of, like... Texture, visual quality, yeah, clearly it had some issues. I mean, like, camera work and like how it was shot was very... Oh, okay. It was followable. Yeah, the action you, itself was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I just like the fact that it was like a fight on a boat instead of like, oh, look, whole country fight, you know? I like that it was, it was smaller than the battle in the middle of the movie.
0: To I did not like Big Boat. Big Boat came out of nowhere for no reason, and it looked dumb. It looked like a freaking anvil that was floating.
2: Disagree. Big Bo was fun, because Big Bo fight fish people. Big Bo. They It came Colin. out
0: of nowhere. Big Bo. Big,
2: big, big Bo. What do you want from me? Big Bo.
1: I only have a couple more points. I'm just going to breathe through. One, oh the fact that they made Namor's winged feet sound like a rattlesnake was fucking awesome. They don't make fun of him at all in this movie. There's one offhanded comment about, like, this motherfucker's got wings on his feet. What the hell? The fish man. But that's it. It's- she ripped a wing off and it sounded so crotchy. That was,
2: I was That's why was I was nasty. scared because of that. Yeah. That's why I was scared. This I
1: was gonna die. movie, as I would definitely say this is peak phase four by a long shot. Like, by a long, long shot. Um, but also, like, this feels like a cohesive project it feels like they actually got to follow through on what they wanted to do and with minimal, large interference stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they were forced to kill a villain mm-hmm. or like there were rumors that there was a Doctor Doom cameo that had been shot for like a post credit scene and then they cut it and it's like this, it feels...
0: So this tops out over Doctor Strange. Yes. How, How many
2: post-credits scenes are there? Just It's just the mid credit scene. It's just the... Okay, just the one, good. Yeah. Okay, so um, because I know y- you say you have... <laughs> Only a few things? That was like my last one. I just, I, this is,
1: it feels like it's it's gotten tied up in a bow. There's some issues mm-hmm. to critique, but like it feels like a, a actual, it feels like a movie is such a bad thing to
2: say, but like it feels like a movie. It feels like a full project. I really enjoy how they handled the entire Atlantean, everything. Like mm-hmm. So like when we introduce introduced to them, they're sirens. That was awesome. I didn't expect that. There were sirens and they were scary and they were jumping around I'm like this is exactly what I wanted. I want more like horror elements or like these characters like it would make sense for them to be terrifying. They're underwater. The sea is terrifying cuz it's dark, it's pressurized. The, the, the things that are down there are faster mm-hmm. than you. Yeah. You are nothing. You are mm-hmm. nothing compared to them. We haven't explored as much of the ocean as we have the moon. Yes, and it's terrifying. And I love the fact that they just like stayed on that uh, and like kept on with like things being dark, like when we saw Shuri go to say say the Talokan. Talokan. I like the names, also. I like. Their, I, I really like their language. I like their names, and I like that their written language are like pictures too. It's. A, I love that. It's an that. actual
1: language too. That's not. That's uh, not I do know that. I was. Somewhere. I don't remember the name, but it's they. So the fact that the half of this movie takes place in subtitles, obviously the Wakandans are speaking a particular dialect of one um, African language. I don't remember the mm-hmm. name of, uh, but like the language that they're speaking in Talokan is a real language. Like Damn. that's a real language. Like right, right. I now. love that. There was it's a blurb.
0: So it in the theater before the movie started with the director that said there are seven languages in this movie. Oh wow. Yeah cuz so, there's
1: those two there's English French. they said French. there we and then okay so where's Haiti
2: located? South America. Yeah, South America but they speak French. Yes. Yes because they were colonized by the French. I didn't know that. Yes. That's, that's that's clever. Yeah.
1: Um I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call that clever. That's just like what life is like. No, I, yeah. okay, I
2: didn't mean to say clever. No, I know. What but you, you mean. know what I mean. I mean, I, I just, I am unaware of. It things. feels well researched and very. Yes, well it, out. There we go. Thank you for helping. Even the things what
1: I meant. in this movie that I thought were like a little cringy, they don't feel like they were. Mm, not well-intended, like, Uh very weird thing to criticize, I know. Um, I don't despise Ironheart's armor, but the fact that the top of her helmet low-key looks like dreads is a... Frankly, if, like, a white dude designed that costume, I would be saying, yikes. But it wasn't? Like, this was, like, a... I didn't even notice that. It, just the way that it's kind of shaped, like, they look like her dreads. And, like, I get the idea. It just doesn't work out that well. But, like, none of the weird shit that kind of comes across funny in this feels like it was... Done out of a lack of like understanding, it was just like they made a mistake type deal, you know. I don't remember who the fuck I was talking to about this, but there's something where it's like the the one of the the key indicators of like empathy in a in like a like a piece of art is when like you can see other things that you're not familiar with and mm-hmm. you can still appreciate it, like yeah. in a like a kind in a, simultaneously in like a kind of a detached sense of like. I don't know if this is accurate, but like it kind of feels like it, and I want to like look into it. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I can imagine if that was my culture, I would feel very like seen, and I, I think that that's what this movie does like really well. It feels this actually feels like a bunch of different cultures coming together to make a fucking superhero movie, but like very genuinely with like so much work and research put into it. Mm-hmm. And also, Namor pulls off a nose gauge.
2: I never thought I'd say that in my life. So I really love Namor's redesign. So I I love it. I love that it's not underwear; it's shorts. Um, I love that he's just got more detail to him. He's not like over stylized like no. normal Marvel uh, characters are. And I mean, that would be yeah. They, to do that, they would have
1: to put him in a shirt mm-hmm. to to put all yes. the lines on him. Yes, but like they he has, he has so tattoos. much true. I would have been fine with the tattoos, but I like that. I like
2: that he's not, like, a super jacked, ripped guy. I I mean, when he moves around, like, you see the muscles ripple in his back. I'm like, holy shit. He is a big dude. dude. It's just, he's not constantly flexing. They don't, it's, yeah, it's not about,
1: it's the way that they, like, he's directed. He's not supposed to be, how I'm interpreting it is, he's not, you're not supposed to be imposed on him because he is big physically. Like, like, the way that they shoot M'Baku, like, Winston Duke is a big fucking dude, but, like, He's also a bit of a softy. Like, he's a goof, like he's a goofball. And, like, that bleeds into the character. But, like, they shoot him in a way where he looks fucking huge. He's not that big, actually. He's just big. Um, but the way that they shoot Namor is, like, he's that big. But they shoot him. It's his presence. They actually... I don't think this... I think this is a first-time performer. But, like, he just fills the room. He controls it in a way that is a little different than comic Namor from what I'm familiar with. Usually he's a little yep. bit more, like, psycho. But, like,
0: he, I like... He, he feels...
1: He's got some screws loose, so but I, you actually understand what he's trying to do, and I, you're
2: like, "I get it." I was talking to Jeff about this, and as we were talking about this, I believe from gathering from what Jeff was saying, I I am to believe that he's read comics with Namor because Jeff has read a shit ton of comics. Yeah, and he was saying that this is very different from Namor in the comics, but like in a very good way. Yeah, what like this is like. It's an well, ad- it's an adaptation. Yeah.
0: You know who else fills the room?
1: My fat cock. Daniel Warren Johnson's art.
0: Namely God. Yes. With uh, a double spread. Double double page spread of God.
2: Yes. So moving Yours on. Yours was better. Yours was oh, better. Oh, his is always better.
0: He's always. always better at transitions.
1: Um so moving on to do a powerbomb issue six of seven. Watch me transition next week. Oh god. Oh boy. I'm down. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: What kind of transition are talking about? <laughs> what do you think? Um, Fuck. Brian, you have something to tell us? He always has
0: something I'm to gonna tell us. I'm going to be clean shaven next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, are you?
1: So we finally get the final fight to end all fights. The final conflict. They win the tournament by not really winning the tournament. And then. Sort of. Sort of. This is like the, the finale. And I then it's like. Psych, nope, you're gonna go fight God now. I, you're here to wrestle with God! It
0: was so funny because last issue we were like, they lost the tournament and we have two issues yet left. Like, what's gonna happen? And the winners killed themselves. They killed each other. <sighs> that was rough to watch.
2: That was so fun. That was started in the last issue. Yeah, which like, was nice. Yeah, it's
1: it this definitely feels like a direct continuation off the last one. There's yes. no jump between them. No. And I like how well they they didn't feel the need to sit. In the like the resolution of the emotional conflict of like mm-hmm. oh my gosh you literally killed mom you know
2: I like um, how she accept she was like accepting it she's like you're still dad right like, like that I was, understand I'm
1: sure once they either bring back their mom the the mom or they don't which I think they're not going to but like when we get to the actual finale I'm sure they'll linger in that stuff a bit more because it won't be action heavy mm-hmm. but like that's the one thing with uh, Murder Falcon that I think I wasn't super down on um, he. It's, it was a few years ago, so he's gotten better. But I felt like he kind of wallowed in the emotions a tiny bit too much in that book. Just, like, a little, a couple pages too much. And I, I get it. Like, okay. I'm not going to argue with it. It's how he was expressing his feelings or whatever. But, like, in this book, I like how they just... Radical acceptance and, like, moving on. Like, there are other things to be dealt with at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't... There's bigger fish to fry. Exactly.
2: God. Literally, God. <laughs>
1: and... Oh I can't believe... I texted you guys when I was reading this, and it was like, you know, I read the issue, I'm like, this is so cool, and then the final two pages is like, so I can't actually bring your mom back, but I know someone who can. I'm like, oh god, where are we going? And then Ah, it's like, you
0: said it, ah,
1: and then it's like, so you're gonna fight the big man, and then he's just chilling in a ring, just like, yeah,
2: let come fight me, you stupid pieces of shit. Like, what the fuck is this turned into? (laughs) My favorite part was how we got to see a flashback with her mom. Because she was very, very wow with wholesome,
0: her personality. I think it was actually very wholesome. Is, yes. But the
1: wholesome is really what gets me going. Okay. <laughs> um, I agree with Colin. It was good stuff. Um, this issue definitely felt short. I said that about think about the last issue as well. I'm not sure if it's just the pacing or if the page count's actually shorter or if I'm just crazy. I think it's the pacing. This these books go fast. True. Uh, except it was like issue three or four felt pretty long. That was like nothing but
0: fight. The training montage? Mm, I think it was the one after the training montage. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Um, this book is going to flow ooh. quickly as a book. Yes. Like a whole collected trade. I'm so excited to get the collected
1: trade. Yes. I, I am very interested. I'm I'm more interested in this finale than I thought I was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Because Now I think... we're fucking fighting God. I'm I'll... Fuck, this is my shit, this is my shit. Not necessarily because I, I care who wins the fight. I think it's more so gonna be interesting what they do with it. Like, what Daniel wants to say with the fight and how the characters interact, whether or not they bring back their ma- the mom or if they choose not to because they need to move on. Like, all that stuff. That's what I'm like really interested in is like, how does Daniel Warren Johnson view life? You mom know, the- went
0: to heaven and they're gonna leave her
1: there. Probably. Uh, something like that. I'm sure. It's just that's what I really like about Daniel's books is like the action's great and they're so much fun. And then at the end, he's like, "So I'm gonna open up my heart real quick. You can go poke around and like look at how I view stuff real quick." And like I really like that. And I think the next issue is gonna be like top tier stuff.
0: Colin has a fart. No, I'm holding in a shit. That's nice. Oh.
1: Any final thoughts on this issue?
0: Uh, the cover I got, I believe, is the original, the A cover, and it's pretty. Freaking dark! Where it's a it? uh, it's uh... it's dad. I forget his name. With a big cobra like crawling around his skull and coming out his eyes and stuff.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, it is. I got the B cover. I will admit, I'm not a big fan of the B cover, but it was the only one they had left, and I mostly have the B covers for this series. Me too. Such as life.
0: But I actually the got covers? the A cover this
2: time. That's a good. Cover. I only have one B. Co- Actually, I have one B cover, and one C cover. Yeah, because you got the C you got the, like
1: the the pink like manga esque one,
2: right? Uh, so yeah, for, so no, 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 for the it was the uh ape one, uh where he they're fighting apes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got the original. I have the original, right? But I also got the one, the other one that looked cool. It was like yellow and pink. And, oh okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But the only one I have a B cover for because I couldn't find the A cover was the second issue.
0: Gotcha. Sadly,
1: any final thoughts on this issue?
0: I don't think so. No, art was fantastic. Very, excited. mommy was mommy for the last issue, and uh, then we got to figure out what ongoing we're going to cover next.
1: It's true. It's true. We're going to have to find another miniseries to hop on. Yes. Um, and or
0: and or we got two episodes. Uh, one jailbreak ten and eleven.
1: So. I yeah, watch 11, but So we'll I'm gonna say thing. the meme and get it over with, so you guys can like actually, you know, roast me about it. I got like a little teary. Fine, like I finally oh hit my, my breaking point. Lord. Well, see, that's the thing. It's I gave
0: you so much shit about Black Panther,
1: and I didn't oh cry. Didn't talk about two things in Black Panther. We don't have to talk
0: about everything. No.
1: Um. Fuck, train of thought. I didn't like start blubbering, but, like I got very moved by that speech. I was I was going ape shit
0: when uh ah, ape shit <laughs> Andy Circus was talking to everybody in the yeah. present yes very good I actually I, I cannot
2: hold it I go shit okay you guys can keep talking though no uh, no no literally cuz like yeah. I have nothing to say yeah, other than um if this whole place isn't meant to be able to have people that can work why old man die
0: <laughs> make no sense why cuz he was able to work when he got there and he aged and can't work no more.
1: No. I was talking, a couple episodes ago when we got into the prison, um, I was talking about how much I, like, I hate uh, Kino, Andy Serkis' character, like, Yes. because I, I can relate to the, the, uh... Corporateness? The conflict going on with his character I can, I follow, um, and I really like how much I hated him at first, and they made, in three episodes, they made me, like, feel very bad for him being left behind, like... I, yeah, I know. It's a meme. I get moved by everything under the sun. I know. But, like, when they finally... He's, you know, been able to... He's finally not complacent. And he goes... So he he's the the, the lie, effectively. He's been exposed. He goes, I so either I'm going to die here or I'm going to die trying to get out, you know? Yes. And he knows either that he's going to die on the way out or he's going Like, he's... <sighs> There's a part of me that thinks even if he knew they were on an island prison he would have done it anyways. Like, even though he can't swim, I, I like I don't know if he knew he wasn't going to actually be able to get out. The fact that he was willing to basically, not literally die for the cause, but like basically die for the cause and get stuck there while everyone else leaves, like actually sacrifice for all those other people, he has never met. But because he has the, the capability and he's in the position to do something, he should and he does, was like good shit. This is peak fucking Star Wars. I'm sorry to keep saying it, but like this is like, the best thing Disney Star Wars has been. This is on tier with Rogue One, probably above it. This is fucking goaded shit. Uh,
0: The Prison Break was stressful, and yes. that's good. Uh, I believe Episode Ten ends with uh and or uh getting to land, and it leaves off there. But then Eleven, he and a buddy find people with a ship, and they try to steal the ship, and then the people catch them, but then they say, yeah. F to Empire 2, man. And they release them just like that. That felt a little hokey. Like, it was a little much. They just said, yeah, after to Empire. And, oh, okay, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I feel
1: like it's trying to pay off
0: on the... Um,
1: oh, what's the phrase they used? Midichlorians. It's an announcement that they set up in, like, episode 4. Like, the the big... The, um, ow. the vault break on Aldani wasn't just them getting money. It was, you know... It was a a flare up to the galaxy of, like, we're starting this now. Like, we're out in the open. Let's fucking go. I I, I get that that's what they're trying to pay off. But, yeah, it felt like it went through. It went by a little quickly. They probably could have done a little bit more legwork there. It definitely felt like, I think 11 is the only episode where I'm like, we didn't get a lot of progress going anywhere, which is fine. One episode that feels like it could have been condensed a little bit. I'm not gonna complain that much.
0: Uh Daddy Skarsgard does some
1: some shady shit. That was the other thing I wanted to say from episode ten that I really loved is how much they're not trying to glorify his position. Nope. In the they're going like he's
0: a bad he's a good guy that does bad things.
1: Yeah, like it's not Or a
0: bad guy that does good things.
1: Exactly. And it's the same thing Whoa. with him. And with Saw and eventually what Cassian ends up doing like in Rogue One is like, it's not just the 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 overly said phrase of like, you know, you have to get your hands dirty, break some eggs, omelette, whatever. It's like, to do this, you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice stuff. And it, that sucks. <laughs> but like, there is, you eventually someone has to, start, to make, start making those calls or it has to be like actually decided unanimously. And he's, yeah, sacrificed everything. Like he is going to... I don't remember the specific phrase he said, but basically, like, he's not gonna be able to see the sunrise that they're making, he's, effectively. It. And it's like, but that that you have to have people that'll do that, otherwise, it's not gonna get off the ground. You have to have people facilitating stuff.
0: There was an intense scene. I knew it was an intense, but I didn't have a complete grasp on it when Mom Mom, <laughs> Mom Mothma uh, is talking with a banker, and her husband's there, and it. I couldn't tell if it was like talking full blown divorce or whatever or if it was just a business decision that they couldn't agree yeah, on Yeah I couldn't
1: totally grab my head around that one either. Yeah.
0: Right? I I like that mo-
1: almost every conversation she has with people is like five layers of code. Yeah. And sometimes I get a little lost in it and yeah. I I like that. It didn't feel like it was like a waste of time. It was like what are they doing? Yeah, there's a lot of They actually going on left here. it as a question. I also really liked that in um episode 10 they're talking to the the other banker about the the fact that they needed basically additional resources to be able to move her money disguised and whatever and they're consulting someone who they don't like, who they are not getting on board with the cause but they need to use his resources and he's like, basically, I will do it but you're gonna, your kid's gonna marry my kid. Like, oh. they're just jumping right in that on the like... That was the, the same like,
0: conversation I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like, I like that it's, they're not straying away from them. the earlier mentioned point in like uh, two episodes ago where it's like, Mom was married when she was like 15. Like, they're addressing the really weird systemic like government shit where they're like, yeah, so like we just like marry off our kids for like trade deals and stuff, and they've been doing government forever. Like when we, uh, when we watch the prequels, we're thinking about Padman. we're like, yay, you know, like yay, girl bossing. But then a little bit, it's like if you if you portray it a little differently, it's like that's actually kind of horrifying. She was a queen at fourteen. Yep. That's fucked. She did a good job, but also that's fucked. Um, and I like how they're not forgetting that aspect? Like, Mon Mothma is fucking up her family. No matter what choices, which choices she makes, she she is screwing up her personal life.
0: Her and kid's a little shit anyways. She is,
1: by, by all means. Uh, but I don't think that means that she should get married <coughs> off to a 14-year-old boy. No,
0: probably not. No. Um, I don't
1: know. I dig it. I am definitely looking forward to the finale. Um, Are we up? We're there? Yeah. But, one more episode? One more episode. Holy crap! Yep, one more episode and that's gonna be like I think I think it's gonna be eighteen months until
0: the next season. I did not realize it was the end already. Yep, twelve episodes. Um, I thought it was like eighteen episodes.
1: So the like, no nah, twelve, yeah. thankfully twelve. Twelve's like, we're hitting a good spot here. Yes. So the thing that you had mentioned a few episodes ago was uh, that Aunt Cassian was feeling very passive to you, and he's he most a lot of it was stuff happening to him. He's getting dragged yes. into stuff, and then the prison break is where he goes, it's, nah, fuck it, we ball, I'm yeah. in, let's go. Yeah. They're like, it's so. Oh, it's good. It's yes. totally gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good stuff. I'm looking forward to watching uh, Rogue One after this show to see yep. how my feelings have have evolved a little bit. How much additional meaning they've imbued into his very limited dialogue in that damn movie. Yes, like, Diego Luna is fucking awesome in this role. I but do not everyone is, in
0: that movie. Really? At all.
1: Wow. Yeah. He was like the standout for me, anyways. But like, interesting. Everybody in this show is phenomenal. There's not, like, a weak link. I guess you could say children, but, like, they're still fine. Like, there is nobody that is not giving it everything. Um, and I like the fact, going back to Father Skarsgård, um, I like the fact that they're it, it, the way he's discussing his role is, like, he's going to fall, I, but by the time this show is over, he's going to be dead,
0: obviously. The, the, the loser Imperial guy that lives with his mom is kind of the, where I lose interest, it's like oh, we're back to here. I can check my phone.
1: That's that's fair. I think he's gonna. I think they're setting him up for a big role in season two. It's been a long setup though. For sure, I I agree. I think it's just the the the, the way the screen time is split up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought I, when at the beginning of this season, I thought he was gonna be the antagonist for the end of this season. But I definitely think they're setting him. up. He's gonna be like going like full Nazi mode next season. He's just gonna be like, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna go find you and I'm going to like rip your entrails out. It's gonna be very rough. Do it, no boss. All right, uh, back to Daddy Um, I like that his speech in episode 10 and like all that stuff about, you know, he, he's lighting the Sun lighting ice. the fire that'll burn the First Order down. You know, like all that stuff. He's It's explaining why we don't know about his character and any of the other stuff. Aside from, obviously, it is a new character, but it's like he's setting up a lot of things. He's kind of the architect of the Empire, of the um, Rebellion. But someone's gonna have to collectively take his place. We're gonna have Bon Mothma stepping up, we're gonna get Bail Organa and all the other stuff going on. Like, he is clearly gonna get taken out by the time this is over, and it's it explains why that's gonna be a thing. I, I like that. The, you can feel the difference between what the rebellion is now versus where it is in Rogue One. It and, and even the little hints that we got in like Kenobi. Like I, I like how they're showing the development of it. It feels very much so like the cooler stuff in Legends that I liked was all the stuff around like the Force Unleashed and the Rebellion stuff. It was very hammy and over
0: the top. But like, I like that. When you said Mom Mathma is going to step up, you mean step up on you, right? True. I'm down, I'm okay with that. Jetpack Comics and Games are our friends. As previ- previously mentioned, that you get a free sticker with every purchase, and that is a good reason to go check them out. Yeah, in the downtown stickers. Rochester, New Hampshire. There's a great variety of stickers. It's true. Uh, they are round, our supply they, of comic book needs and most other nerd needs.
1: Yes. They have round stickers. They have square stickers. They have rectangle stickers. There's probably oval stickers. There's a whole lot of stickers.
0: They have bumper stickers. They do have bumper stickers. Uh, speaking of stickers, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Bros and sign up under one of the three tiers and you get a free sticker. Sort of sticker from us uh, advertising our show. Stickers are cool. I may be an addict to stickers. We I, do have a lot of sticker designs. I have an envelope. Wow. Full of stickers. That's To nice. just plaster anywhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, so if you want to support this show financially, it would be greatly appreciated. We do have two patrons right now. We have Jeff Lorenz uh, and then uh, Caitlin. They help keep the lights on. They got lots of stickers. Um, If you want other uh, rewards as well, like sketches and commissions done by Colin, getting your name mentioned on all of our episodes. Early access to this podcast, as well as our other podcast, Dime Gaming Bros, which comes out once a month. Uh, Exclusive access to Dime Comic Bros and Dime Gaming Bros Happy Hour, where we crack open a beer, talk mad shit about stuff, random nonsense most of the time. Sometimes it'll be one of us just having a rant about stuff it's just it's a lot of stuff you know yes uh that is exclusively on our patreon so go ahead and check that out uh follow our 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 social medias for updates and clues as to what we got going on in future episodes um colin is still being the poopoo man so i think we are out uh next week we will be going over a lot of news. There's a lot of stuff that's already collected so far. Excellent. We will be talking about the finale of Andor Season 1.
0: And two talking points, I believe. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll actually be able to get out some of our own personal baggage. Whoa. It's going to be so much fun.
2: So we will see you then. Uh, thanks for listening, you degenerative scum. beans? Anybody? No, nah, I'm good. I I was waiting for mine to cool down to drink it in the first place.
1: It's coffee, man. Mm. Coffee bean, man. Oh, giddy.